Are you working hard to keep yourself limited and playing small? Is that working for you? If not, would you like to be changing that now? What if the key to activating your wealth was in the willingness to embody the abundance of possibilities you are? Would you choose it? Join in the conversation now on Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark, and receive tools and facilitation to clear the points of view that keep you stuck in limitation to begin choosing your abundance and living well right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome everyone wherever you are around the world and whether you are listening in this moment or in the future moment. <laughs> Welcome to Living Well here on A to Zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and for the next hour or so, if you so desire, I will happily be your empowerment agent, and I have the beautiful privilege of once again having a fantastic guest, so we have multiple empowerment agents today. Um, if you have not already joined us in the chat room, please, uh, if you're on the A2Zen.fm homepage, uh, there should be a beautiful red bar near the top of the screen, and chat room is one of your options. If you'll click on that, give yourself a name and log in. There's no special password, so just join us. You can also dial us at uh, 815-880-8255. In Canada, you can dial 613-800-8736, and in the UK, you can dial us at 33 0001-0625. You can also Skype us here at a2zen.fm. You can just click on the call icon once you send a contact request. You don't have to wait for a reply. So, wow, today we are having a fantastic conversation. I already know it's going to be fantastic because it's been brilliant in the making. I have the distinct pleasure and privilege of talking to Sarah Sherman of Discovery Horse. Sarah, hello. Good morning, Keisha. I'm so happy to have you here. We did it. We did it. It took a few uh, weeks, maybe even, oh gosh, a few months, I think. I think um, so, yeah. It's a good story of co-creation through like all of the interesting adventures we've been having. Um, but I just wonder, has any of, have any of our listeners, I'm going to ask our listeners, have you ever received the gift of horses? Mm. And I know that lots of people have lots of different um, ideas and uh, uh, theories about horses, and then there's a number of us who have who have experienced it up close and personal. Um, and a lot of folks are afraid to get close to horses. So today we're going to be talking about equine experiential human discovery, which is what Sarah and her ponies do, her beautiful equine facilitators <laughs> at Discovery Horse. And Sarah is the founder of Discovery Horse. She earned her degree in counseling, psychology, and equine experiential learning, and she also is a graduate of the International nationally recognized equine gestalt coaching method, that's kind of fun to say 12 times, <laughs> uh, which was developed by Melissa Pierce, and she combines her talents in hospitality and her love of horses to build her life work with helping the horse help people. Her life experience has taught her that the only true certainty in life outside of death is how we choose to experience this life on this planet. Horses help us see those thoughts and stories by their very sentient nature, and Sarah feels blessed to be literally living the dream and hopes to help others do the same. And I would say, Sarah, you have like magic life big time, so <laughs> welcome again. <laughs> I got emotional listening to the last part of my bath. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's like so much juiciness 
goodness in here to play with. So so let's just kind of start off. Would you tell folks just a little bit about Discovery Horse, please? Oh, I can do that, although I probably need more than a few moments. But right. I'll, do my, I'll give you my clip notes. Look at the abridged uh, version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Discovery Horse um, is an organization in which, like you said, I'm the founder, and I'm, I'm an equine gestalt coach. And I work with individuals and groups of all shapes and sizes and demographics. Uh, looking to explore uh, life, work, spirituality, purpose, passion, um, sadness, healing, grief. Any, you know, it's, there's absolutely no limitation. And what we do is uh, myself, as a coach, I partner with the horses. Mm-hmm. So in a session, uh, the horse is my partner, and we work together to support our clients in whatever fashion that looks like in that experience. It's hard to say what will happen because it's truly uh, it's a process of trusting the process. I I laugh. I got a tattoo on my arm last year that says trust the process because too many horses would give me the stink eye when I thought I knew what should happen. (laughs) Yes. I swear to God. (laughs) They would look at me like, Sarah, drop the agenda. (laughs) We got this. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, that's what we do, in a nutshell. Mm, mm. And it, it was interesting you said that because the question that I got when I was doing the graphic was, would you allow a horse to lead you to water? And mm-hmm. um, I kind of looked at that because I usually like tap into the people we're going to be visiting with for the show and I kind of tap into the energy of the show and I ask it, what does it want to ask? And when this question came up, I kind of sat with it and I thought, oh, wow. And you know, a lot of times people hear the saying, you can lead a horse to water when we're talking about leading horses. But when horses lead us to water, I I got this sense of the energy of water and how Mm. in many modalities and philosophies, water is associated with our emotion, with our psychology, with the psyche, with that unknown. And I thought, oh my God, that's beautiful. And I got chills when I looked at it that way. (laughs) So would you allow a horse to lead you to water? And it's like, Oh, just being with that. So so I would like to take just a moment and let's just acknowledge, um, wow, I, I'm so grateful, Sarah, for you, mm. for getting to visit with you. And uh, we want to talk about Lance and the ponies in just a minute. Oh, First, I would you. like to just connect into uh, just saying thank you to, to you yeah. and to Discovery Horse and to all mm. of those beautiful equine facilitators that work with you. And I mm. know they have lots that they desire to share. So, Wow. Thank you to all of you guys. You are amazing and so appreciating the work you do. Wow. I'm humbled. You get to work with people in the in one of the most awesome ways in my interesting point of view. Um I know when I was a kid, I, I, horses have just been a huge energy in my life, all my life, and not because I've had them, like, right out my back door, more just horses were are beings that I have always had this very lovely, yummy connection with, and so when I was little, and some of the listeners might have heard me say this before, um, when I was little, we used to, when one of the churches we went to for a good while, <clears throat> 
was situated next to pasture land. And so mm. my big excitement for going to church was to get to go see horses. And oftentimes <laughs> they were up at the fence line when people were pulling in to park to get ready to go to church. So my high point was not necessarily going to see people and talk about interesting points of view, which I didn't have those words at that time. <laughs> I'll call it that now. Um, it was really, I got out of the car and made a beeline for the fence line to go, just, you know, just standing in the presence of these beautiful animals. And they would say hi to me and I would have conversations with them. And of course, nobody else was acknowledging this, but it was something that was truly, um, it was just something that was so nurturing and really sustaining to me. It was just a part of my weekly experience that actually was so generative and gifting for me. And so to be able to do this work with people, um, I don't know if many folks really have a sense of what gestalt therapy is. Do you want to, mm -hmm. do you have a couple things mm -hmm. you can say about that as well? Absolutely. Um, gestalt is the German word, that, well, the closest meaning it has in German is whole. Mm -hmm. So as a gestalt coach, I'm thinking wholeness. Yeah. Wholeness in human, wholeness in horse, wholeness in the process. And in Gestalt philosophy, what we believe is that we as humans, we all have this background, but we most often live in the foreground. And what happens is horses and, and I, in my training, the horses have this natural capacity, of course, to um, detect and help and guide people to find that background because when we can find it, we can clear it. And that allows us to live in the moment from an authentic place of response rather than reaction. Oh, I love that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that is so what was going on even then. I mean, as you say that, I, I recognize now that is part of what I was being gifted every wow. time I got to go be in the presence of these animals. And what I love with horses is it doesn't matter if you are with fancy show horses or fancy yeah. purebred horses or unfancy, uh, what do they call them, grade horses, which means they don't really have papers. Yep. Um, it doesn't really matter where they come from. They just bring, by the nature of the beautiful beings they are, this this presence. They just have this presence. And um, I know in some conversations we use the word they're a prey animal, and so they mm -hmm. – they sentient from a different perspective than what perhaps we would call um, hunting animals do, uh, yes. predators do. Um, so, yeah, and I love that you have Lance, who you refer to as your soul pony. And yeah. so I would love to hear just a little bit about how you and Lance came together. <laughs> oh, well, let's see if I can get through that without crying. <laughs> um. I was I was at a training, so I, I got my certification to be a gestalt coach through Touch by a Horse in Colorado, and part of that training process is we attend eight in-person live um, four-day trainings, so it's a lot of hours, and you meet amazing individuals with amazing life experiences, uh, all of us looking to be, you know, in the same path with these horses, so uh, I was at one of those trainings, and, and there was this woman who um, hailed from Washington State, and she had done a big piece of work in one of our trainings, and, and there was just a lot of love in the room, and we had lunch, and she said, Sarah, are you, are you looking for a horse? She, was a, she is a horse trainer in Washington, and uh, I said, well, I'm looking for the right horse, because at the time, I, 
I had a barn and they had horses. And so I had, you know, I, I wasn't in a hurry to find my own herd at that time. And so I said, the right horse. And she said, well, well, and I should say the night before this, and I don't know if I've ever told her this story, the night before she was chatting about this horse and uh, him and a couple others and how she was going to put him up for sale. And as she's telling me about him, I had, that's my horse. And then I didn't say it out loud. She continued to like, and then I decided not to sell lambs. I couldn't do it. And I I remember in my heart, I was like, oh. Oh, boy. So the next day she says this to me, and I and I and I, I say yes, the right horse. And so she uh, she says, "Well, I'm going to show you a picture." And I wish I could remember it was some Polish word. She's like, "We'll be able to tell once you look at the picture based on your reaction." So wow. she pulled out this picture of him on her cell phone, and I started sobbing. I was oh tears just flowing down my face, and uh, <laughs> he was so beautiful, and just touched in a place I hadn't. Um, felt that kind of power before and there was no answer needed clearly I I wasn't giving the answer (laughs) and she is a beautiful woman and really believes in horses and humans and uh, she gave him to me Uh, and I was terrified I want to say how terrified it was because uh, I'm bringing on this this into my home and Mm -hmm. he's a huge responsibility and that's a commitment to me and him and all these limiting beliefs kept coming up. It took eight months (laughs) to get him here. (laughs) It took eight months of agony on my part and (laughs) he arrived and it was, it was magnificent. It was, yeah, it was uh, a lifetime we've been together. That is so awesome. I'm laughing because I kind of perceived Lance going, well, it took you eight months. (laughs) (laughs) And if anybody doesn't uh, know this yet, um, Lance is on the image that we used for the show. This is Lance and Sarah in the image. And so, and I have seen him on several of your posts. You've shared some pictures of Lance and, oh, he is quite the handsome fella. Oh my goodness. He is. So I just sound sexy and I know it to him. Yes, he totally has. <laughs> Lance, Lance the smarty pants says Carol in the chat. <laughs> that is Carol. I, I think he's amused at our um, <laughs> with us. We provide plenty of entertainment for them, don't we? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the truth. <laughs> I find so fascinating it's like you know we do all this stuff about we have all of this excitement about owning horses and then really who owns who you know oh. when you get right down to it amen <laughs> wow and so one of the really cool things about this that I don't know that a lot of people uh, know at first glance is that the work that Sarah and the horses do really does not involve any writing. So for anybody who's listening who maybe has a question mark or has some stuff around, well, yeah, but I don't, you know, you have a resistance to getting on a horse. It, this is not about riding a horse, right, Sarah? This is about uh, all feet on the ground, so to all- speak. All yeah. six feet on the ground. Yeah, there's yeah. no riding. It, yeah. Well, you know, there might be a, a, a in a session with a particular individual, there mm-hmm. might, the horse, what we call lie detectors. And so sometimes what happens is I'll, I'll put a client on a horse bareback. 
and this is so rare. And that and this is an occasion for them to allow the horse to truly give them um, physical feedback on their truth because what will happen is a client speaks their truth, mm-hmm. the horse will move, and when a horse is or the person is not speaking their truth, the horse will stand still. That's the only time. Mm-hmm. Other than that, we are on the ground, and mm-hmm. I think even the resistance that people might have with with the non-riding aspect mm-hmm. is is food for thought. Definitely. Um, yeah. for the mill. And because there are a lot of people that are actually afraid of horses, which the first time I heard someone say that, I was stunned. I was like, how do you get afraid <laughs> of horses? Now, and I know that that was just my, you know, because as a kid, I was just like, I would have lived in the stall with the horse if I had yes. the opportunity to do that. Yes. So <laughs> it was like just such a foreign concept to me to be actually afraid of them. Um, and then I remember uh, I did go to a couple of summers of Girl Scout camp, and I remember the first time I was bitten by a horse. And ah. this horse was not wanting any part of what was going on. And, of course, the activity was scheduled for the girls to be riding. And so here we go. We're you know with a buddy, and we're saddled up, and we're helping our buddy have a, a lift up, a hoist to get on the horse. Well, this horse was an enormous horse, and I'm sure, knowing what I know now, the saddle had not been properly placed and, and mm. done. And the horse was probably really fed up with all the shenanigans going on and had not been acknowledged and was not being acknowledged for the gift he was being. So he was this huge, he must have been like 16 hands. Wow. Enormous horse. I think his name was Thunder, if I recall correctly. <laughs> no no indication there, right? <laughs> Put him no. around 10-year-old girls. Hey, here's the oh, 16-hand horse. Let's do this. So he just turns around and takes a chunk out of my back. And oh. I was just shocked. Because I was not being unkind to him. I was not being cruel. But he had just had enough, you know. And so knowing what I know now, I could have, you know, gone differently. But, of course, because, you know, that happened, everybody had to see what was going on. And it was just a very interesting exchange that I have a very different opinion of now. But I just remember even then, it's like I knew he was not really doing that to me personally. You know, it was like I had the sense that he was – he was just unhappy. He was not wanting whatever was going on. I just didn't have mm-hmm. the languaging at the time to communicate that to the sure. to the instructors. But um, even with that, it's like, and I've you know I've had a, a few occasions where horses have been. I've been around horses that are not really happy to be around people. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, it's like I always had this sense of, but if you just listen to what they're telling you or what they're trying to show you, you know, there's oh, what yeah. else could be possible here? And so. I love that you that that you do this, and I know there are um, there are some some different groups that you work with. You have youth groups, you have um, different programs like for women in particular. You've mm-hmm. you've done some retreats for women, like weekends for women to be with the horses, um, and then you also do retreats like weekend retreats for different. Is that like uh, corporate groups or people that work together can also come um, in for a, a retreat type of event of their yeah. own? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, business, awesome. small business, corporate, uh, camp counselors. It doesn't have to be a, a you know quote unquote corporate group. Any intact yeah. team that wants oh. to just to investigate the dynamics within their uh, within their team will find huge benefit because horses heard that from their social structure and their keen uh, sense of body language and communication. They have so much yeah. to offer us. Yeah. So much. 
Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so for some folks who might be wondering, what the heck can horses teach us about relationship? And uh, we're about to take a break, but I think that might be a fun place to start or target to start with when we come back from break. Um, so, and I'm sure some other stuff will come up over the break because it always does. <laughs> <laughs> better um so you are listening to living well on a to zen.fm i am keisha clark and i'm here today with the fantastic sarah sherman and the horses of discovery horse and we will be back in just a few moments stay with us folks (laughs) have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life what if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body, and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent, now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 033-0001. 0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now back to our show. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. And if you're just joining us today, we are talking to Sarah Sherman of Discovery Horse, and I am your host, Keisha Clark, and you are listening to Living Well on A to Zen.fm. I did that a little backwards, but hey, variety is the spice of life, <laughs> at least for some of us. Um, and so before the break, we mentioned relationship, um, which is really actually quite a good percentage of what is involved with the work of Discovery Horse, is it not? Absolutely. I'd say relationship is the foundation of it, if you want to know the truth. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I know that there's some folks that probably uh, would be wondering, well, what can horses teach about relationship? Um, 
And so can you speak a little bit to that, Sarah? Oh, boy, <laughs> on what level? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> what would the horses like to be uh, imparting to folks? <laughs> you know, I think when it comes to relationships with the horses, impart is truth. Mm. Um, that's, I, I looked at Lance's picture when I said that, and that was the word that came to me, is truth. Is uh, What the horses offer us is this, opportunity, well, first, excuse me, first to discover our current state of being in a relationship, and then what they allow us to do is to discover what it would look like to shift that relationship, or what it would look like to have a different perspective in a relationship, and then actually try it, to think it, to feel it, to do it, to be it, and then what is the, what is the reaction to that, what is the response, and then who am I, who am I when I relationship in a different way, in a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have this great little story, and, and it's a perspective on relationship. I, I was working with these two daughters. They were two sisters. One was 12 and one was 16. Mm-hmm. And they were really struggling with uh, the divorce of their parents and their father's new girlfriend. And we spent the two-hour session. Uh, in the beginning, Lance was there, and we... Talked. We did a lot of talking, and, and what happens, what I love, is that when horses are present in conversation, we get to the bottom of things. There's a sense of vulnerability and honesty that might not be there without them. Not necessarily might, I would say wouldn't, <laughs> if mm-hmm. the truth be told. And so we really got to the bottom of this, and words like hate came up and disgusting, just powerful language. And imagine that. Imagine the intensity that brings to the relationship they have with their father, with each other, with their mother, and with this woman. Yeah. And and so what I did was I had them start to walk with these horses. And they have them on a lead rope, and they're walking, and um, and I'm asking them to, to find a way to connect with their hearts and invite the horses to walk with them, what we say, at liberty, so without the rope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really struggling. The horses, the minute they would let go of the rope, the horses would would turn, they would uh, slow down, and you could see the girls getting a little flustered. So I said, imagine that the horse is, is the person you love the most in the world. Just imagine. Imagine that person walking with you and the horse. Mm-hmm. And just like that, the horses are walking with them together, um, you know, step for step. Beautiful, and the smiles on their faces are amazing, and, and they're, you know, slowing down and speeding up, and and so I thought, you know, I'm going to give them an opportunity to see, not only see, but feel. Feel the power they have in relationships. And so I said, I want you to imagine, as they're walking, I said, I want you to imagine that that horse, that your horse partner is now your father's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. No sooner did those words come out of my mouth, I'll give it five seconds so that they could internalize what I asked. Wow. That horse, walking with that young girl, literally did a 180. Wow. Like, like, on the spot, turned and walked the other way, and the girls just stopped. They were stunned. Yeah. I said, look at that. I mean, imagine, imagine. Now, this is, you know, I, I, that girl became a little stunted at that point because she was just blown away mm-hmm. at how powerful she could be in relationship and how much of an impact she can have on another being mm-hmm. just by shifting her thoughts. Because when we shift our thoughts, it shifts our very being, it shifts our vibration, yeah. it shifts our frequency. Yeah. 
Wow. I, I'm perceiving goosebumps even just in the retelling of that. You <laughs> <laughs> know, I have them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and one of the words I'm hearing um, or the phrases I'm hearing is, and I'm I've never really put it quite this way in my own awareness around horses, but I would say this, see if this lands, how this lands for you guys. Um, really, I get this sense of, by the nature of who horses be, they are naturally that aggressive presence as kindness. Mm. And so, as you were talking, I was just totally seeing that in a whole different way. Um for, for exactly what you were describing, you know, they are perceiving and reading us so fluidly and fluently, and um, and you see so many stories. Um, at least a lot of them are sort of coming up to mind to me, of when people are trying to make their horse do something, <laughs> or make a horse do something, and it's really going quite unpleasantly for both mm-hmm. the horse and the person. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And how everything can change when, or begin to change, if that person will allow themselves to actually acknowledge the horse has some mm-hmm. something to contribute here and has some say in what's going on. Um, and the other word that came up for me was acknowledgement. It's like when you were talking about the truth being sort of that, essence or that theme that that is showing up there's this i talk about acknowledgement as like a superpower as a capacity um and mm. i certainly that seems to really apply here with horses is there's an acknowledgement they they see us with no point of view <laughs> and i never really okay. had kind of gelled with that until i was listening to you relay that story that's I'm just amazed at there. There seems to be something in in all animals. I'm I work with. I've had the privileges and pleasures of working with multiple types of animals um, in my life, and not necessarily in a professional capacity. Just having that kindredship and that sense of being with many different animals, and horses just seem to have some special place for me. And I know that that they do for a lot of us. Um, how? Wh- where did you first have your connection with the horse? How did that happen for you? Oh, wow. Well, that <laughs> I think I, I was dreaming of horses in the womb, first of all. Uh, <laughs> or they were dreaming of me. I'm not sure which, yeah. which came first. <laughs> and I didn't have horses growing up. I mm-hmm. went to horse camp and... Uh, you know, ro- you know, typical ride, just horsemanship kind of stuff. Not connection and, and love. It was more of a very uh, informative camp. And then I went on I, uh, to college, and I got a Well, my, my major was counseling psychology, and there was this woman named Barbara Rector who was an adjunct faculty, and she was teaching a, ho- a, a class on horses and healing. And I thought, well, yeah. <laughs> and... I took that class. I met her. She's one of the, I would say, uh, founders or um, yeah, of of horses and healing work, kind of seen uh, publicly in the '80s. And she was one of the those women that brought that to the attention of the world. And and she's uh, an amazing woman. And ah, so I remember sitting in it the first day, and I thought this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I can't believe 
that I could actually spend my life working and living with horses and if that and helping humans and and if I can do that I'm all in and I I haven't stopped I mean I've I've stepped out of horses and when I did step out of horses it was because I dark place and you hit you hit the button Keisha when you said they see us Mm. that is I mean Lance was like yes they see us they Mm -hmm. And I think when, when we talk about people that fear horses, mm-hmm. it's partially, A, because they, of their size mm-hmm. and that we feel vulnerable in their presence, mm-hmm. and they see us. And we as, as humans are so lacking yeah. being seen. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty... It's overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I have been noticing more and more, <clears throat> I'm hearing... A lot more people say, I want more of me. I want to have more of me. I want to find more of me. I want to be more of me. And uh, what is really starting to kind of stand out in my awareness is that there are not, one, there are not a lot of people in the world who can who are choosing to be that energy for others and and mm-hmm. because i i get that we first have to be that for us <laughs> and i think that's beautifully put how being in a horse's presence i know for me too i perceive that complete wildness that complete uncontrollableness mm-hmm. that is a part of the nature of the horse and um i think part of like I wonder if part of what gives it sort of that really special kind of place is the fact that they have allowed themselves to be domesticated over the years, over the centuries. Um, and so there's a, it's like they've come into our world. And so as a species, as the beings that they be, they've really gotten a sense of like what is required to facilitate humans and to, whether they're facilitating us at, you know, herding cattle or they've been our war ponies or um, they've pulled our wagons uh, and now they, you know, they be with us in an arena and they stand and be present with us as, as a healer. Um, wow. I'm so grateful. Wow. Humbling. <laughs> Lots of energy there. Woo. There's a, wow. There's a, a that is, you know, Keisha, when I heard your words just a second ago, I, I uh, had to sit down because there is, a, when I was in training, my, my mentor is Melissa Pierce, uh, I'm touched by a horse in Colorado, and she teaches us this, be- not to do this beautiful apology to Equus in which we, we are able to, as humans, who want to find that apology and offer it, to say, and as a light worker, worker for horses, which is what I consider myself, we have this opportunity to apologize not maybe for our, not necessarily for our own wrongdoings. However, as horse people, we all have them until we find that deeper sense of understanding and offering that to them because they did, they have Christ mm-hmm. lifetimes, mm-hmm. and they still stand with us. Yeah. <laughs> The willingness, yeah, yeah, yep. amazing, yeah. Wow, tears. <laughs> yep, I got them. <laughs> Woo! So everybody, yep. if you're perceiving, for everybody who's perceiving this and being this, just what if we offered some acknowledgement to the horse, to yeah. Equus, and and to all of the creatures who 
be this with us and for us and who are here asking us to participate with them. And I wonder if we're willing to go to the water, <laughs> uh, what could that create? <laughs> yeah, wow. 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 Okay, I'm going to take us to break a little early so I don't sound <sighs> all squeaky. <laughs> so, so for the break, folks, just just be with us. Just wow. This is awesome. And they are with us. Thank you, Lance, and thank you to all of those beautiful creatures who are being with us in this moment <laughs> and for what you show us and what you invite us to be. Mm. It's beautiful. You're listening to Living Well on A to Zen.fm. We will be back in just a few minutes. <laughs> Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark Empowerment Agent and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the UK, at 033-0001-0625. By Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. <laughs> I'm so grateful for the mute button. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. Um, I was just near sobbing over the break for a few minutes. That was just amazing. Um, and and that is really, for me, kind of like, it, that's kind of what it is to be in the presence of horses when you allow them and choose to allow them to facilitate you and and 
wow. And I also get this sense of, like, Lance has this big grin on his face. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I would just like to take a moment and acknowledge the horses of Discovery Horse. I do get the sense that they are being such a beautiful gateway and invitation and window for us today to see into the world of Equus. Um, would you name them out loud, um, Sarah? Oh, yes. I would be more than happy to call them uh, Chris Lance, uh, Louie, Yogi, Jack, um, horses that we have had the privilege of working with that have been such a key part of our herd have been Titan and Thunder and Star and Nambe and Freedom <laughs> and Scott and Tatiana and, and Oh, mm. God, there's been some amazing souls that work yeah. with us. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, there's something I also read on your uh, site. Oh, let's, you know what, if you would tell folks how they can get in touch with you and these amazing beings that are known as horses in this lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I'd love to show that. You can find us on the web at uh, www.discoveryhorse.com. You can find us on Facebook at Discovery Horse. I have tried to step out of social media for some personal reasons, so I'm not as active as I want to be. That will shift soon. Uh, and you can call. Uh, my number is 218-232-2495. Uh, Skype, I'm Discovery Horse. And my email address is Sarah, S-A-R-A, at discoveryhorse.com. Nice. Um, and one of the things I saw in some of the testimonials on your site was a, a person who was talking about having a, a bar session with uh, ah. the addition of the, the facilitation oh. of, of one of the horses. So you obviously you do access consciousness bars. You're a practitioner of bars. Uh, method and for those of you who don't know what bars is we've played a couple of commercials about that <laughs> um, basically it's 32 points on the head that when touched in a, a light manner um, they essentially for me it's like they activate we call it we say the word they run we run the bars um, but it's like the 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 touch is a sort of an activation of the bars to run, and it's um, a clearing electromagnetically, energetically, um, it creates more space in our, I want to say in our consciousness, um, like in my universe, I notice is when, and, and of course, I also perceive that and feel that in my in my physical body, um, but bars are pretty amazing, and if if you have not had your bars run, if you have not been introduced to this phenomenal bodywork, um, which is a part of Access Consciousness, um, you can find out more about the bars if you go to accessconsciousness.com, and the bars is one of the options that you can click on to, to find out about it. You can probably also find out some more about it on discoveryhorse.com. Um, but Sarah, do you want to talk a little bit about that? You're finding a way to actually include horses as a, a complementary part of that type of, uh, or adding to that that body work, that facilitation in a unique way, it sounds like. Ask that question because it's so cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me very excited. Uh, the horses, you know, there's a lot of diff there's a lot of modalities one could find if to learn how to work professionally 
is in a therapeutic setting. And a lot of them talk about the horse mirroring who we are. And I don't really buy into that because I don't, I, they're mirror. They are uh, authentic, sentient beings that want to contribute as individuals to experience. And so I thought, well, I'm sorry, not I thought. Horses are incredible energetic healers. And I wonder, Keisha, when you were at your church uh, pasture, <laughs> if horses ever yawned when you were standing with them. Yeah. They did? You remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. So what's happening when they yawn is they are ring. So what happens is, is horses want to feel in balance. They want balance around them. They want to feel safe. And when we're vibrating in an imbalanced way, our chakras maybe are off or maybe it's our whole being, they want to they want to help us get back to balance and any negativity that we're holding. So they'll take that on, and then the yawning is like a leeching. It's letting go of that energy because they're so good at letting go. Mm. They aren't so good at letting go. <laughs> <laughs> so they will do that. And so I thought, huh? I wonder. What, I, I I had this horse. I started with this horse named Blue. He is a uh, an amazing healer. And I thought, I wonder how Blue could contribute to a bar session. So. We set up the table in the arena, and I had a handler with me who, uh, who was just to be there for the horse because I have a person now laid out on the table. And I'm running the bars, and Blue is – it was fascinating. Blue is walking around, positioning his body at different uh, energy points in the, in the human's body and releasing, releasing, releasing. And then what they'll do is they'll step out and – and they will manure or urinate or shake or roll, and then they'll come back. Mm-hmm. And I was blessed to have one of my clients who is also an access bars practitioner and very energy sensitive, so she could she could give language to what was happening, and wow. she just was away at the intensity and the beauty that that horse contributed to that session. Because well, and the funny thing was, now I've done uh, many of those sessions. But this particular session, Blue, when he does it, he's hilarious because he's done way before I'm done, you know. (laughs) He's 15 minutes into it. He's like, "Uh, I'm ready now. I've done my work. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I've got to go at my human pace. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But it was beautiful. The contribution that they have to offer is, and let's not even forget the part that they're these beautiful power standing in witness. Yeah. And a contribution. Yeah. Oh. So if you have no other reason to go see Sarah and the horses, <laughs> this could be <laughs> some incentive. I think this is like uh, one of those transcendent kind of experiences, transcendental and all of those trans kind of experiences. Uh, yeah. So And how brilliant are the horses to be, like, putting these ideas in your hand? You're like, you know, you could add this to this. You could combine this to this. We could have fun with that because, you know, we have some capacities here. <laughs> Think outside the box, Sarah. That's what they say to me. Right? <laughs> outside of the round pen, as we say. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, there is a question in the chat room that I, I would like to uh, – bring into the conversation and and um 
Carol says, I have a weird thing that happens between me and animals. I get the connection with them, and then I think, hey, I have a connection with you. And then they seem to energetically pull away and cool off. What is that? Do I want a connection too much? And so it can never happen. Oh. And so I would love for you, because I, I would guess this happens in the course of people playing with the horses. Um, and so what is, what, are your, what is your awareness there? What would you like to say that? Well, I want to be careful. So, uh, who asked that question? Just know I'm, I'm, because because this is this is a this is a big question to ask because it's a reflection of self that we're talking about, mm-hmm. and these are my projections at the moment, and I've had many people say those things to me, and mm-hmm. sometimes it sounds like, well, the horse doesn't like me, mm-hmm. or why did he walk away, or. And it's a great question, and, and I, I think that having asked the question is a deep sense of awareness. Mm-hmm. And say, seeing the fact that there is uh, perhaps different perspectives for the answer. And I think that... She's saying go for it. <laughs> <laughs> go for it? She's ready for awareness, yeah. Okay, well, if, you, if, you're, if you're thinking you don't, you don't want to... Con- she said, I want the connection that too much so it can never happen. Mm-hmm. The part that pops into my mind is needy. And what is it, you know, in that place of neediness with others, people feel that. Horses definitely feel that. And they're not necessarily pulling away because they can't contribute to that. They're offering a, a shift in awareness. Yeah. So who can you be standing in that place of what you interpret as uh, disconnect? And can you believe in connection even though you're experiencing the absence of it? Because maybe it's, it, it isn't how we always think it needs to be. And are we connected to a sense of self? And what is it about ourselves that we're missing, uh, that we're disconnected to? Oh, that's beautiful. And that, that begs the question, then there's this opportunity if we were to be in a round time with a horse, it's questions I would ask are, well, how does it feel to be in disconnect? And what happens is as this person would be talking, that horse is moving around and acknowledging the shift that's happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And once that person finds that truth, and truth isn't always pretty, by the way. Once <laughs> right. that person finds that truth, <laughs> that horse is going to acknowledge it. I can, I can guarantee that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not guaranteeing it because I'm doing it. I'm saying I know horses will honor that, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm kind of wondering is, is that part of how um, we have conversation around what have we defined connection to be? And, and are you connecting before you're even acknowledging that you're connecting in mm-hmm. a way that you've not ever acknowledged you have a capacity to be connected? Mm-hmm. Um what what you were saying kind of brought that up and it's like and the moment we go hey i'm connected to you it's like because i used to do that it's like i would get so excited to start acknowledging you know out loud and then in in doing that i became really really energetically noisy and so yeah yeah i love that that's beautiful that's beautiful and i two more things okay we're getting down to the last few minutes so we're going to go right to the bell (laughs) (laughs) um I would love to just mention for folks, not every, by us having this conversation, what I would like to put into the, into the mix is 
not every horse is going to be this with you. Horses yeah. also have their life experience. So um, don't, for those of you who have horses, if you, you know, you may want to just ask into uh, your awareness and ask into the universe. Um, and and if that horse desires to be that with you, if that horse desires to have a different relationship with you, and if you desire to have a different relationship and, and you have the willingness to ask the questions to change that, um, please ask questions. Please go from, approach this from, question rather than conclusion um, a lot of people think every single horse is automatically going to be a facilitator and that's not the case no. um, horses are not simply because they show up in a horse body magically going to be your facilitator some of them have had experiences that that have brought them to a space where they may not be very comfortable in their own skin so use your awareness uh, is, is what I would like to add into the mix of that mm-hmm. conversation too um, and you could probably email Sarah at Discovery Horse <laughs> Absolutely. Um, if you would like some uh, counseling some consulting some you can have a session with her and the horses remotely you don't have to be there in person and you and your horses could probably have a session remotely with Sarah and the discovery horses, and I'm, I wonder what that could contribute to changing and creating greater for you mm. and your horses, um, or for you and horses in general. And one thing I also wanted to bring in, we have this lovely young, young lady, her name is London, and she's going to be listening to the replay, and she just got to go to horse camp, and oh. um, I get a sense that horses are going to play a role in her life, and she in many horses' lives. And so for a young girl kind of getting started, I think she just turned 10, um, what would be your words of, of wisdom, inspiration, or, or anything else in the next minute that you could give <laughs> to, to kind of let London uh, have a sense of, um, yay, sister, go girl? <laughs> uh, London, I'm excited for you. What an amazing opportunity. And my, um, I guess the perspective I'd like to offer the contribution is, to be open. So when we're at a horse camp, we, we learn the techni- technicalities of being with a horse. Mm-hmm. Take time. Breathe. And be open to what that horse might have to say outside of this is where the saddle goes and this is where you stand when you groom me. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to be contributed and there's not a wrong way to do it. And that, to me, is so important. If you can... Connect with your heart to that horse, and you can believe in that connection. Anything is possible. I believe that without a shadow of a doubt. So when you meet that horse that you're partnered with for your camp, invite that horse to to engage on a journey of adventure with you and and embrace the opportunity and, and just be. Just be. I love it. We have to go on that note. I can't think of a better way to do it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Lance, and all of Thank the horses. Thank you, Sarah. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host, Keisha Clark. You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing